maybe in the summertime, I watched the entire pantheon of Scream film. Are you including the TV show? No, films. I did not watch the TV okay, show. Okay, well, you said pantheon, so I figured maybe that tangentially uh, would have. Honestly, I forgot there was a TV it, show. MTV, so. if I remember right. Three seasons. And everyone hates it. Oh, it had Bella Thorne in it. Huh. Oh, great. Yeah. Now I really want to watch it. Great. Netflix canceled Scream due to a contract dispute between Netflix and the Weinstein Company. Oof. Woof. See, that's something they could have tackled. So anyway, I realized that I hadn't seen anything past two, and I was like, I thought I'd seen all of these. Same here. Well, I had seen the one with Jenna Ortega, uh, which I guess was... Oh, yeah, the most... Yeah. No, no. The last two had Jenna Ortega, right? Yeah, so I had seen one... Does she not die in five? I was so confused because, like, the I hadn't seen uh, three or four apparently, even though I thought I had, and then five existed, and I thought I had seen six, but then watching five, I was like, "Is this the one I watched?" Because Jen Ortega's in it. No, I think actually I had seen six and not five, and thought it was the same thing because they came out back to back years. Yes, like, twenty-two like, to twenty twenty-three. Yeah, I think like, like within. Maybe eight months of each other, kind of like the first couple, which makes sense, and, and you know, and so like it was you're going down this whole list of meta stuff and thinking about man, I forgot what a point I was trying to make. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, four's the big meta one, right? Isn't that the well, the making a movie they're, one? They're all the big meta one, but I mean, that's like the metaest of meta. I mean. Yes and no. The, the The problem that I've had with the franchise so far, because I love the franchise. I think it's a really great idea. Uh, I think it's very funny. Uh, I think no, it's, three is the one. Well, four is also extremely meta. But they go out oh, of the way yeah. to say that they're meta, which kind of not makes it not meta. But also, at the same time, more meta. It's really kind of... Uh, right. At the, at the point where Courtney Cox has to explain what meta is to... Uh, Dewey, you're like, all right, okay, well, you're you've you've lost the thread here, bro. Uh, uh, but um, I I guess my point was that it's like there's a lot of great ideas there and a lot of potential there, but it just falls short of actual meta commentary. Like the first one's kind of impeccable. Yeah. But the, and the sequel is the second one's okay. It's good. Okay, I see where you're going here. Uh, and then the third one, it's like it's not as disappointing as a lot of trilogy thirds. But it's like if you're going to go down this road of being more and more and more meta, you got to lean into it, man. You just have to fucking you got to go into it and without being bad, you know. And if you're bad, let make that the thing, you know. Which the only person in that movie. Who uh, no, not that that one. I guess the fourth one. Who understands that is Parker Posey. Was she in the third one or the fourth? Fourth. One? I think it's the fourth one. Now that I'm thinking about it, the third one is the one they're making the movie. Right. Well, based that on the movie. Right. Right. That's where you get into the they they start breaking the fourth wall. Um. Well, no, I thought they started doing that in the second one. Well, either way. Well, the, I- yeah, Jada, Jacob, Jada Pinkett Smith is the one that's watching the movie and this, I guess that maybe is that the Well, yeah, one? they start making the stab meets, but I think in the third one, they're making stab three, uh, but that one's actually like where all the, the killings are happening like on set of that film. 
and they're kind of like running through like who is it the director is it the producers is it the actors who's killing within this cast oh i thought that was the fourth one is it i can't remember I, I no, get them, well, no, I no, did no, watch no. them like literally back to back. No, you uh, no, I did too. I, that's what I'm saying. I literally have done the same thing. I, I've watched them all back to back. No, I think you're right. I think it's the third because the fourth one is her cousin. Even though the motivation is the same, uh, it's like uh, you know because the third one is her uh, long lost brother, which is, uh, but, um, he wants all her fame and all her success. All Sydney's success because he he was abandoned by their mother and all that stuff. So he created this whole thing and then basically engineered the whole thing from the beginning. And then you get into the fourth one and it was like her little cousin was jealous oh, of all yeah. the success and fame. And right. so it's the same. It's the same plot. They just. They just rehash the first one, but then go out of their way to say, hey, when you reboot, you rehash the first one, and then you have false endings and all that. So it's like, it's kind of, it's meta, but it's a tired meta. Um, it's funny, because that's, that's like the, that's the gender swap, uh, you know, villain in that one. And then the third one is the, like, Jason Voorhees mom uh, twist. No, that's two. Is that two? That's two. Okay. The woman, the woman from Roseanne, yeah, 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 with Jerry Which, O'Connell, it, it, and it's also like one of those things where, you, as you see it, leave Schreiber, through, like you're like, it's so meta. They're they're pulling from these other franchises mm-hmm. to like you know become the the villain or the set piece or and if you watch yeah especially if you watch it they beat you over the head with the clues you know like they're like because uh, they were like well most in the second one they're like well most serial killers traditionally have been men uh, and then Jamie Kennedy corrects them and is like well actually one of the most prolific uh, horror movie serial killers is Jason Ford he's his mother uh, a woman and then it turns out to be the mother of, <laughs> of the guy from the first one and you're like okay alright yeah I get it I get it uh, my my biggest my biggest complaint, honestly, was that they killed Jamie Kennedy in the second one, because you needed that connective thread. You know, you did. You you had to have the outside sort of Deus Ex Machina explanation guy, or uh, more like a Greek chorus explaining mm-hmm. the whole thing or whatever. And then uh, he he dies in the second one as just kind of a cheap plot device. Uh, but then they realize their mistake because in the third one they they get that video of him like well if you're watching this I died in the second right, movie yeah. you know and you're like okay come on and then that's why that's why the um and you have the the nerds who are doing the same thing in the fourth one right but that's why it was kind of lame it, yeah they reversed the thing where they were the ones who were the killers instead of the Jamie because they were the Jamie Kennedy characters essentially mm-hmm. yeah yeah which yeah. was kind of dumb and cheap. They missed a lot of opportunities to be super meta. Yeah. You could have taken this to a Cabin in the Woods Plus level, but they just don't. I mean, they get to a lot of interesting True. things. Like the the geeky guys screen the first Stab movie, and it is actually the first Stab movie, except with extra new footage that you hadn't seen in the uh, second or third movies. But then they, they reveal uh, at the beginning it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Right, yeah. They never showed the ending of Stab in any of the other movies, but in this one they showed that it was Luke Wilson was played the Skeet Ulrich-ish character. But they only do that to sort of advance the plot of the betterness of the next one, and you're like, well, 
that's kind of cheap. Quirk within the canon. To to a point, I agree, but it's also we're talking about the depth of Scream 4. <laughs> At that point, you're like, wow, I, I'm overjoyed they have any kind of depth. Yes, I mean, you're right, except for the fact that like the premise of that franchise has so much promise. And it could be the greatest meta living embodiment of the horror genre in general. And then it's like, yeah, they get close and then eh, it's okay. When we're dealing again with sequelitis, I don't think they're ever going to come near that again. So uh, just dancing around those elements. I I mean, but it is what it is. And your expectations need to be at a certain level. I I still think it succeeds surprisingly well. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. For what it is. It's actually better than Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is a great thing on paper, but a very poor movie. All of the Scream sequels are better than that, uh, even though basically the same kind of idea. But, I mean, I do appreciate the Lance Henriksen as Wes Craven thing. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what a chef's kiss. Oh, and Patrick Warburton in, th- was it three? Yeah, it's three. Patrick Warburton in three. Was he a bodyguard? He was like the head of security-ish, but he wasn't a bodyguard. He was like more of a... Uh... But wasn't he for one of the... The act, like the main actress. Yeah, well, the, yeah, Parker Posey, who was playing yeah. Gail Weathers, the Courtney Cox character, mm-hmm. he wasn't a bodyguard per se. He was more his, her, her director of security because Dewey was technically her bodyguard. He was living in the trailer in her empty lot or whatever. Right. He was supposed to be the the bodyguard, and he was terrible at it because he's Dewey, who is one of the worst of the Ducktales crew, <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't know. I think Hugh is quite the piece of shit, personally. Well, yeah, that's true. But in Louie, I mean... We don't even talk about Louie. The addiction, I know. I guess that's what I was trying to get to, is that the Scream franchise, the madness of it is delightful. And in 4, I think there's a lot of, like, well-thought-out stuff. 5, there's some well-thought-out stuff. But it never really reaches its potential. There are so many things you could go, man, if you just did it this way, this would be a such better movie. But they, you know, they just kind of wuss out like halfway through. And then I felt like they had a, almost a Herculean task there to, to really nail that. I don't think they were ever going to get it. And I'm, I'm glad they swung at it. Yeah, no, I, connect, I agree. But... I think, I feel like it's a building block to something in the future, but I mean, it's kind of a cabin in the woods type. It has a lot of potential to do all those things. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the remake of Evil Dead. Not the newest one, but the original remake of Evil Dead in 2013. It doesn't quite know what it is. It doesn't know how to reboot itself. It doesn't know oh, how right. serious or funny it needs to be. It yeah. just doesn't know. And and the fact that Cabin of the Woods had just come out kind of makes it go, well, now what are we? It should have been Cabin of the Woods, but it wasn't. They had to like try to be more serious. That's what the Scream sequels feel like. It can to do as much as we can. Because there's a lot of thought put into those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. Scream. <laughs> yeah. This is our weekly Scream cast. We weren't even talking about Screams. Screaming at the sky. Old man shakes fist at clouds. Um. Mm. Nailing it. Yeah. 